Hey, what up? It is your girl, Kellen Howard, here on Kelly Talks, etc. ETC. How was your Thanksgiving? What? Mine was pretty darn cool. It was. Went all the way out to uh, Bumblefuck, Illinois, far as hell from where I currently live, and um, spent the time with the family. It was cool seeing all the family because I have not seen them in a collective form in a very long time. Uh, with the schedules and stuff so it was pretty cool to see the family um, and I have been already working on like this little gratitude journal because I found one of my grandma's old journals and decided to give thanks on a daily basis like list five things that I'm thankful for in this journal because she didn't finish it and it's been pretty darn inspiring like it makes me really happy about a lot of things that I normally would not be happy about and that's because I've been doing this gratitude list for I think 29 days now so leading into Thanksgiving I was just ultra happy and ultra thankful for just all that I've been receiving in life and I mean just the simplest things too like you know hot water <laughs> you know a hot shower it's like things that we constantly take granted that I thought I really was able to be in tune with this particular holiday season so that's exciting um I am really really happy to announce that Taraji P Henson has out a book that is pretty darn dope I feel like every time I look at her I'm like she can't do no more she does more <laughs> she's out here hustling making a way for herself definitely changing stereotypes for the black actress um, and yeah, I will put her in a league of her own at this point, and it's pretty inspiring. I've started reading her book. Her book is called A Roundaway Girl, and it's on Amazon. If you have not gotten it already, or if you ain't started reading it, it's on Amazon. It's on Kindle. I'm pretty sure you can find it at Barnes and Nobles. Actually, you can because I was in Barnes and Nobles and picked it up and sat down and read it a little bit more because I didn't have my Kindle with me. So really, really good book. It. I'm only on chapter four. But from what I've read up until this point, like she's so blunt and so honest and so real that I feel like I'm having a conversation with her. And just to have that type of purity or that type of honesty, I'm not going to call it purity, come on now, uh, to have that type of honesty in another woman, in another black woman at that is just, I, 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 I strongly appreciate it. As black women, I feel like we always have to change who we are to fit the setting. So if we work in a predominantly all-white um, job, then we're probably going to, or you see, I'm not going to say we're probably going to because it's different career fields that allow for different personality um, attributes to be exposed. But as far as being loud, right, or, or considered ghetto, quote-unquote, Black women get it the hardest. I feel like we're not allowed to be loud. We're not allowed to be uh, verbal, verbose and be ourselves and just, you know, expose not only all of who we are in a, in a, in a beautiful sense, but even in, in an ignorant, ignorant sense. We're not, a, we're not allowed to be that way in front of certain people. Or that's the title or that's the image that we get until the end of time or until we're able to prove to that person or those group of people that we're not that way. So just falling in line with all of the stereotypes and stuff, I felt like her book was 
was being unapologetically honest and I am not mad that I am this person. I am not sad that I am this person. I'm very confident with who I am. Yes, I get loud. I get loud around a lot of people and on sets and sometimes I'm just showing passion and I, I raise my voice, but that doesn't make me ghetto. And she also mentioned that she knows when to be appropriate, right? When not to be uh, loud. And I think that just goes without saying that there are going to always be situations where you're not adjusting who you are. You're just fitting the appropriateness of the moment. So that wouldn't be considered a sellout. <laughs> Unlike some of the people that um, get in these settings and they feel like they got to change. Me, I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm from the hood. I'm from Harvey, Illinois. And I was a different way for a very long time. I don't feel like I've changed in a sense of being a sellout but I have changed in terms of education and evolution and understanding that what I've always known is not necessarily the truth so being able to call upon new knowledge makes me seem or appear to have changed in a negative way for like my old friends and people that I talk to that expect me to be a certain way um, it's not a judgment on my part towards them like oh you're not good or you're not as educated or anything like that and I would hope that it's not a judgment on them in terms of me because everybody and everything changes over time and if you're not growing or evolving then that means that you're um, digressing or regressing or whatever the regress is you're going backwards um, and you're not or you're staying stagnant which is to me just as saddening as going backwards yeah so go get our book it was a very very good good book up into chapter four because i haven't read anymore and i am reading it it ain't even on my audiobook a bitch is reading the book <laughs> and this is big for me because i've been trying to push 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 myself to read more daily at least 30 minutes right daily at least an hour like i've really been pushing these habits so i'm a little proud that i'm reading this book i ain't gonna act all pretentious and shit but i'm a little happy about me opening this damn book instead of making it an audiobook so get our book moving forward to talk about our subject i posted a question on my facebook page earlier today that says what is an appropriate age for your teen daughter to date and I got over a hundred some comments. Uh, a lot of them were in the range of the 16, 17, graduate from high school. The reason why this is a question and the reason why this is a subject matter on this particular day is because yesterday my husband drove our 15 year old daughter an hour out to go and see her quote unquote boyfriend of three years for their anniversary yesterday. Now, <laughs> mind you, when we found out that she had a boyfriend, which was in the seventh grade, we were like, oh, hell no. Nah. Uh, and we freaked out. At least I freaked out. I went crazy. I was like, no, no, no. I had a baby at 16. So I'm trying to keep all the dicks away from my daughter that I can <laughs> until she can raise a child on her own uh, and, and still get the most out of a life. I would never, ever, ever wish upon a child, especially a creative child that has a lot of ideas and, 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 and is very um, free-spirited to, I'm not gonna say limit their life, but definitely slow down a lot of things in life because you have to care for another being or you can be a shitty parent. Um, that's always an option. But if you wanna be a decent parent and really, really, you know raise the child right then you would want to 
have a child when you're really, really ready to have a child. Yeah. So with that being said, um, I've been trying, I was, I was upset and I didn't want her dating. And when we moved, we moved all the way up north and she, he, we were on the south side at the time. So there goes the separation right there. It's like, oh, y'all 50 minutes from each other, y'all hour from each other. We don't even have to worry about this anymore. It's nipped in the bud anyway. Then all of a sudden we're at camping this summer and she walks up like, uh, mom, dad, um, I felt like this would be the perfect time to tell you guys because I'm pretty sure you're high, but um, I have a boyfriend and we like, what? You got a boyfriend? I ain't gonna lie though. I was super, super excited when she told me it was the same boy from seventh grade. I was like, oh, look at her having a little bit of, uh, you know, self-respect. Ain't just gonna be out here frivolously dating. I appreciate that because uh, I was a frivolous dater for years. Anywho, so yeah, so she um, said that she was back dating him and it was a shock, but she was right. We was high, we was camping and shit, it wasn't a big deal at the moment. And we haven't made it a big deal over the last few months, but we do see changes in her behavior and things like that that makes us concerned about the nature of this relationship. So when she was talking to me and said, hey, you know, I, uh, I, I was wondering to, what to get David uh, for our three-year anniversary, and I hate that I'm not going to be able to see him. And they have not seen each other since they graduated eighth, eighth grade. So it's been almost two years. I brought this up to my husband. I said, hey, yo, Faith is saddened by the fact that she's not going to be able to see David on their anniversary and he was like well when is their anniversary and I was like Monday and he was like well then maybe we got to make that happen now the reason why they have not been able to see each other has not been because of us because we're going to support our daughter in her decisions because we want her to be confident in making decisions therefore when she do certain things that we don't necessarily agree with we will allow those things to happen with all also giving her the precautionaries, right? The things that she should consider while doing this thing or being in this situation. So, so we supported her pretty thoroughly initially, not agreeing with her, but supporting her emotionally because that's all we can do as parents. Um, but they haven't been able to see each other because his father is against him dating the same girl for three years his father was like I don't want you worried about one person I want you to live your life be free enjoy your teenage years don't get caught up in this girl and I get that to an extent but at the same time if they feel like what they have is love then who are we right <laughs> who are we with our jaded minds and the way that we've been taught to think and the experiences that we've been through bad relationships and good who are we to say that this needs to go this way right just because we're her parents no she's still her own life I'm not here to control her I'm only here to guide her into a certain point where she can branch off and build a life of her own and that's my only purpose in, in, in her life. I mean, from the more biological sense, I brought her here and now I am to provide her um, as much knowledge as I can so that she'll have a balanced life outside of my household. I'm not trying to control her. And we 
we allowed her to see him. My husband drove her up there to see him. And I wanted to talk to him personally about this. I was like, man, yo, you like put in work on this because that's an emotional thing even for a father to say yes I'm going to drive you to see your boyfriend like that's an emotional uh that's a, I don't even have the word for it it's, that's an emotional thing it's an emotional commitment I guess the word I can say commitment because you're committing to allowing her to have these feelings and also committing to comforting her if something were to go wrong in this particular case so yeah so i i basically stalked my husband was like i need you on my podcast and we need to talk about this finally i was able to get him to sit down and talk to me because this is huge like i'm i'm i am so impressed by how far he's even come in terms of her having a boyfriend because when this initially happened it was like oh hell no no boyfriends I was taking cell phones and text messaging him like don't be texting my daughter no more you know it was crazy for us so for us to be here three years later her sophomore year and now he's volunteering to take her to see him because of the distance I gotta know what exactly was going on in his head what made him feel that way so Here's my husband guys, Mike. Hey babes. So tell me, what were you what made you feel that this is something I have to do as a father for her? What even made you suggest it? Um what made me suggest it was you know, you you and I have we've been having a lot of uh, there were a lot of now I don't want to say problems with faith, but you know, she you know, she would wake up with an attitude, she would all she would had an she had an attitude the majority of the day. And, or she would be slipping in her grades, you know, she would get very moody, you know, so there were a lot of things. And one thing kind of came to mind was, you know, well, one of the things, there's a lot of things, right? Including, you know, my interaction with her. But one of the other things is the fact that she does in fact have a boyfriend. And although I don't approve of her having a boyfriend, she does have one. Um, and they haven't seen each other since they both graduated eighth grade. And they talk to each other on the phone, I'm pretty sure, relatively frequently. But I can only imagine what it'd be like to what I'll call her version of whatever her version of love is right now. Um, to, to have those feelings for somebody and not be able to see them the way you would want to. I can only imagine what that would feel like if I couldn't see my wife uh, for an extended amount of time. You know, I, I travel for work and, you know, those two or three days I'm on the road, are, it's really hard being away from my family. So although I don't agree with her dating or even having those levels of emotions for someone, the fact of the matter is that she does. And I think that acknowledging those feelings is more important than uh, trying to set some rules that, you know, I would set for her three years ago when she was in a different mindset. But Faith is a, is a very mature girl today. I, I believe that she'll make good decisions. And at this point, what she's dealing with right now is more her feelings. And I think as a parent, it's more important to address those feelings more than anything. So is that your objective? If I take her down here to see him, then this will, what? It will make her happy. It would be something that she will be able to hold on to for the rest of her life is that feeling of being able to see somebody that she really has been wanting to see for an extended amount of time. I mean, that's an extraordinary feeling. Um, you know, it's a great experience, you know. Now, again, I don't agree with her having a boyfriend and, you know, I don't agree with them dating. And 
Um, and the boyfriend's parents don't either. However, uh, I do, the, at this age, they're in a stage where communication and how we, you know, the lessons that they learn today are more than just the rules that we would give them as, you know, growing up. The lessons that we give our children today are more about how do we interact with people and what's important, you know, um, you know, and what's important to her as she interacts with people. And one of the most important things to me would be her, her confidence and her, um, her ability to address her emotions and, and, and actually act upon them and understand that her feelings and, and what's in her heart is gotta be at the, the core of every one of her decisions. Okay, so you get down here. You take you take her down here to see him. What happened? Like what? How did it play out? Um, <clears throat> fortunately for him, I was actually in the middle of kind of working, so I was taking uh, conference calls at the time. But when I first when he first came to the car, he was he was pretty nervous. And his first statement, you know, I said, "Hey, how you doing, David?" He said, "I'm scared." And uh, I said, don't be scared, man. You guys need a ride. It's raining outside. He's like, yeah. Um, but it, it, it wasn't really, an, <clears throat> it may have been more awkward for him. I, I really didn't care too much. My main, Again, my main focus during that whole thing was faith. And how did she seem to feel about it? She was nervous. I could tell that she was nervous, you know, on the way, on the ride up. She was, I could tell that she was, you know, she was kind of quiet, you know, as you could tell, you know, but... I was my my goal during that ride was to make her comfortable. I don't want to crack any jokes or make her feel uncomfortable. I could tell. I know that she was probably already uncomfortable. Um, we do crack a lot of jokes about him. So yeah, so I wanted <laughs> Get this. On her. I wanted the I wanted this. Uh, I wanted the time together to be very positive. I wanted them to enjoy each other. I wanted to support her feelings and 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 reassure her that her feeling of love is not invalid, but. I do want, but I did have a talk with her to understand that, you know, experiencing as much as you can in life and not necessarily on the level of dating or emotional or, you know, in the future, sexual, those levels of interactions with people, right, primarily on how you interact with people, you know, outside of the emotional side and sexual, of course, but more just how you engage with people and getting an opportunity to learn about as many people as possible and, and getting to engage with as many people as possible is a great experience that a lot of people miss out on. And, um, and not to say that love can't last from an early age to marriage and an and elderly age, but... It's rare. It's, <laughs> I don't wanna, it's, it's not a rare thing. It's just, I, I don't think that it allows people to, to develop on their own. And, and we, and at an early age, especially teenagers, our emotions, we're very emotional, we're very hormonal, we, you know, we, you know, so it's, it's a balance, right? Because as a parent, we see these things happen, we know what we feel is right for them, but we also have to make sure that we acknowledge and support what they feel is right for them. Do you think she was nervous to see him because it's been three years or a imagine, mixture of the both? 
I can imagine she was that nervous. you were going to meet him and then well you were going to see him again. I think that him. I think they were both primarily worried about what was going to happen when we met face to face. I think when, when they you really, met him face to face. Right. <laughs> I think when when they saw that I really wasn't really paying attention to them um you know there was a sense of relief for them, you know. I didn't really care about them being together so much as mo- you know I care more about, you know, Faith, I was happy that she was happy. So, you know, them being together wasn't a hard thing for me to see. It was actually a very easy thing for me to see because, you know, I saw how happy it made, how happy it made Faith. Now you are like super duper abnormal in terms of how daddies would deal with dating and teen girls. Cause I know my daddy wasn't there. So yo, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I cracked myself up. Anywho, but most most fathers, they don't care whether they agree with it or not. They have a really, it's a really hard time for them to adjust to their daughter dating, especially girls. Men, boys, they, they kind of let that happen. But girls, this is like a no-no. So when I look at you and how you approach this whole emotional um, situation with them, that, or with both of our girls on a continuous basis, it just makes me think that you would have had to have a different type of upbringing or you would have had to have some type of like your your emotional capacity as far as your daughters and as far as me as your wife goes is abnormal wouldn't you say i don't know if it's abnormal i mean um, well it's not if you would think statistics it's probably more men that feel against it than for it so what makes what have made you I don't I don't think men are against it. Um I I think that I think they're scared of it is is what is primarily what it is, right? And it's a it's a prideful thing really, um, for, for most men, right? My daughter, right? I think it's my wife, you know, no one's going to touch my family. It's a possession thing, you know, it's I but it's not really in the best interest of the other person, right? Those those kind of dogmatic rules in any household, you know, where men is head of household, and you know, that only goes that should only go so far, right? That goes to the point of certain decisions, you know, um, men should make and certain decisions the women should make, but it has nothing to do with the gender, you know. It just has to do with who has you know that ability in the family. Um, I. I digressed a bit, but um, to answer your question, to get back, to kind of circle back, bring that back around. Uh, if I was going to, I, it's, it's an, it, would, it would be an evolution um, of, of things, you know, to that, you know, the, the question is a hard question to answer because I don't really know what upbringing. What I can say is what I remember is my parents, um, if I, you know, from an upbringing standpoint, my parents... Just so y'all know, we are pausing right now because my fucking dog won't stop barking. Yeah. Please hold. Okay, so you were saying. (laughs) What are the chances, right? What are the chances of you being able to pick that right back up? Uh, Okay, so overall, though, 
it, would you say that your upbringing was like you were you were brought up in a different type of class or a, a racial thing like because you're Asian maybe you guys had a different way of looking at women or how you approached it? well I know that's not true because shit it's 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 a ain't it like a one girl rule or something in China look we ain't even gonna go down that because I don't know the details on the on the women in China but how would you if you were to say what made you have that approach like what what brought you to that point of looking at women the way you look at women because I feel like you've always been very respectful of emotions I don't know if there's something that I can point it to in up in my upbringing I can I can say that growing up that I never that my parents I never seen my parents be mean disrespectful talk mean um you know or just you know they always they were always concerned about everybody else. They were always not concerned to the point where it, you know, overwhelmed them. But, you know, their primary focus was making sure that they were able to help other people. Um, you know, I, I mean, their their whole objective, you know, you know, without getting too much into who my parents are, but their whole objective was more around revolutionizing the world and making it a, a better place. Um, and I don't want to say a better place, but a a more equal place for everyone, regardless of sex, race, or anything. If you were to give fathers any type of advice or any type of word of caution or anything like that in, in as far as dealing with their daughter's emotions. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's um it depends on where they where the child is with age. You know, but as a teenager, so we're going to say ages 14 and up, 14 to 17. 14 to 17 is the prime years to be there for them um, and not be there for them in the sense of a teacher uh, and, you know, and not a friend or anything like that, but just be there for them, you know, be their best friend, be the person that they can talk to and trust. But a one-sided best friend, kind of like you're letting them know. But I'm not gonna. <laughs> right. I mean, it's yeah. It's definitely not something where we're looking for them to lean. You know, there are there are daughters at the end of the day, but they need to know that that they can count on you. Um, and if I want to say focus on, if there's one thing that's most important about anything, it's gonna be her feelings and her emotions. Um, focusing on that and making that the primary will help any person or father and you know definitely a father um i think you know i don't know this is all new these are my first teenagers <laughs> right um you know but in general my thought would be that if i address her feelings right something that i'm actually working on you know doing more with my wife but if i address her feelings then i think that everything else will fall in place, you know, in due time. She's going to make some bad decisions. And the things that she's doing, she may even know is wrong. But at least if she knows, if it doesn't feel right to her, then she knows it's wrong. And she can learn from that, that decision. Wow. Yeah, this is, this is pretty, this is pretty in-depth shit. Like you, the way you look at emotions and the way you look at what, people get from emotions when you stroke them the right way is very I don't know if prideless is a word 
I know prideful, so prideless should be. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I think that's a that's actually a good point. Um, because yeah, I don't think there is a prideless. There is such a thing as prideless, right? It's pride is one of those things either you have or you don't, right? It's not a less pride or. You're either you prideful you or you you're not. You don't judge somebody for not, you know, you don't say, oh, they're, you, you might say they're humble or something like that. I guess that could be the opposition. But um, I don't know if pride, I definitely wouldn't use the word pride. Um, and I wouldn't even use the word humble in this sense. I would, use, I would look at it more as, in the overall sense, what's right and what's wrong and what's good and what's bad. My feelings and my rules, what how I view the world, isn't necessarily the right way. And that's why earlier I said that it has been an evolution because I didn't always think like this. You oh, know, I know. I, I probably thought like <laughs> every other man out there when it comes to their daughters. But Yeah, because when we first found out she had a boyfriend, you were... You well, that, were, was three, like, that was three years ago. I mean, that was three years ago. That was three ago. years ago, and she was in a different place. She was 12. Right? And, two. And, I, and, I always, <laughs> and I do always remember, you know, Mina would ask me... You know, hey, Dad, what age can we start dating? And I would say, I really don't have a dead set age for you guys on when you could date. You know, it's going to be really about your maturity level and how I see you progress as a woman. Um, when I feel that I would recommend you guys dating. I can't stop you from dating, though. What you know? age did you date at? I, st- I had my first real girlfriend at 15 years old. If I'm not mistaken, you were with her all throughout high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was with her all throughout high school. Very similar to Faith. Yeah, very similar to Faith. Well, yeah, I mean, we don't know. She's only in her sophomore year. She she met him in eighth grade or seventh, seventh think, grade. Yeah. You know, um, we digressed. No, 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 it's fine. This is good. Okay, so if you were to talk to any of the fathers out here and um, in layman's terms, be able to say, okay, well, this is the thought process that I went to, went through, get to this point, what would that be? Within the last, I'd say, month, because what was it no not even a month two weeks you've known that you were taking her here so what was the thought process leading up to that moment of saying i'm okay with this um well my thought process is always about is about them um is about their feelings and what's going to make them happy you know in any circumstance so the the contradiction was clearly I don't agree with her dating. So, you know, the thought process though, again, because my primary thought is what's gonna make them happy, that was my thought process was it's their three year anniversary. She hasn't seen him since they graduated eighth grade. Um, she gets to talk to him, you know, and I could only imagine that she's missing him which you know can attribute to some of the attitude in the house maybe some of the um you know loss of lack of focus in some classes you know don't get me wrong she's an honor roll student she does very well but you know it, it there, she still has areas where she's struggling in right so um you know and if you're emotionally invested in something then you know as a parent you kind of look at that and say okay well you could be focusing on your studies but all that stuff really kind of get plays. Uh... Do you feel, and not to cut you off, do you feel that a girl's emotionally attached is different from the way that boys emotionally attach at this age? I think in this society, uh, yes. Um, We've taught them to be this way, you think? 
Well, I, yeah, I think yeah, I, th- I think through media, through a lot of things, right? What they see on TV, there's there's definitely emotional. There, but there could also very well be some hormonal things. I mean, you guys do get periods. I got to deal with three of them a month. <laughs> um, you know, and, and so I, no, I, let me let me retract that original statement. Yes, I do think that girls th- that that females probably do have different types of emotions. I don't. Nobody fully. No man. I don't think fully understands. Um, I'm just thinking about the emotional investment. Like girls, do you think they emotionally invest more into um, guys than they do into them? Like, is is David over there? I, the, you know I what I mean? Think, like, is it the same? Okay, so yeah. I'll, so then I'll put. I'll go back and say my original statement. I think that society does teach women to be more emotionally invested than men. I do think that society paints the portrait of women to be more emotional and to care about certain things um, as where they teach men to care about uh, sports and to care about um, things that more pertain to building themselves up. Um, but if you look at the toys in a girl section, right, it's all about caring for and playing house and setting up, you know, it's, it's a, you know, everything is about combing hair and dressing up. Um, it's a care for mentality. So, yeah, I, I, I think in that sense, society plays a big role in that. That's interesting. I read a Facebook post yesterday that, that talked about that same thing. Well, it didn't talk about society. It just said that if a man can um, get to work on time, um, decide to do a business, work on his business, be a part of a sports team, never miss a game, right? <laughs> uh, be devoted to his video games, and is on there at the same time every day to play with his buddies. He has loyalty to all of these things. He can be loyal to a woman. Right. It's him deciding not to. Right, and those choices and those values are things that are taught to us, right? I didn't come up in that household. I, I didn't, we didn't watch sports. Um, you know, I, Friday night was, you know, dinner at a, an interesting ethnic restaurant. You know, Sundays, you know, my parents were doing things, you know, we're doing other things, but I yeah, I mean, the, it's, it's the, the values that you see a lot of men uh, in today's society kind of take part in are values that are taught to us. We're taught to have a man cave, right? They talk about it all the time. We're taught to love football and watch football, right? It's a family tradition. It becomes tradition. Um, we're taught to, you know, play army men and play you know, sword fighting and, and guns and all that stuff. These are the things that we're taught to do is promoted in our society. So it's only normal that you're right, that they would, that men can commit to doing this every Sunday or having a party at their house every year or, you know, going to the bar every weekend, right? There's, it's only right that they can commit to that because that's what's promoted um, as where women are promoted to be more, caregivers and caregivers and and nurturers um i wasn't raised in that household though you know i don't there was no there was no such thing as a gender role in our house there were there was nothing that was promoted that you know sun every sunday you watch football every it wasn't that we didn't watch sports in our house um there was no there was no gender separation as far as not at all my dad my dad cooked you know, my mom, you know, my mom would be studying or working, you know, my, my dad would be studying or working. Um, my mom would cook sometimes. I would cook sometimes. I mean, there was absolutely no gender roles at all in our house. Everybody played a part. Man, that's, that's, and, and it's, in my opinion, 
it's made you into a um a very open person as far as emotions are concerned and as far as what you feel like women are capable of doing like I've always seen you push Mina to do things that weren't necessarily girl things like play basketball and you know when I hell when I met you she had on a big ass sweater and some Jordans and looked like a little you know what I mean like a little tomboy like she had no she was just mirroring her dad kind of that's what she did so it's interesting that you know I can see that upbringing from you in our daughters even today that we don't push certain things on them saying that you have to do this or you have to do that which I think our house is very um balanced in that way too because I do most of the hands-on stuff and you do most of like the cooking yeah the values I try to teach uh our daughters is that they could do anything in the world that they want to do um there is no such thing as a gender role or for men, for women, I mean, you know, bathrooms, of course. But, I mean, you've seen me. I shop in the women's section for my scarves, you know. You do. <laughs> I mean, I remember one year, I think, I don't actually know if my parents allowed me to do this or not, but one year I wanted to be Wonder Woman for Halloween. <laughs> I mean, she was dope, you know. She she had the bracelets that blocked things. I mean, she, she was a cool chick. I don't, I don't think they actually let me do it, though. I, I, I gotta ask you. them about that. I don't know. Thank they, you they, so much. They might, I don't know. I gotta find out. I'm gonna ask them that. But you know, um, I teach my daughters that they could do anything that they want to do, and they could be anything or anybody that they want to be, regardless of. And I don't even use regardless of sex because sex and gender, race, everything that we look at on the exterior, the facade of us, it's it, it's, it, it's all exterior stuff. You know, it doesn't matter what any of that stuff is. Um, they could be anybody they want to be. Wow. And I'm going to put a pen in it right there. That was a great way to end it. You can be anything you want to be, girls and boys, women and men. Um, thank you so much, babe, for doing this and taking the time out of your busy, busy morning to talk about this. Hopefully, guys, uh, ladies, single mothers out there, single fathers, hopefully you were able to take something away from this and apply it to your teenage girl or boy. And that's the show. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Be sure to follow me online, Kel Yeh Howard. And be sure to tune in to the next episode, which is coming very, very soon in the next couple days. I just got it back from the editor, and I'm really psyched to put it out because I interviewed Bossy Ikpi, which is a mental health activist for or advocate. I always say activist. I don't know why, but I always do. A mental health advocate for people of color because a lot of people of color avoid mental health for a plethora of reasons but we talk about that on this episode it's a really in-depth episode and it's a little bit longer i might even cut it down to a few episodes just because it is so long so be sure to tune in for that and check out the vlog in the response to that because i got some secrets to share all right y'all i've been your girl kelly howard and i'll see you later deuces I want to give a special thanks to my friends over there at the Laugh Factory. Be sure to check them out. It's 3175 North Broadway. I'm going to be there December 10th. And yeah, they have great shows every night, Tuesday through Sunday. And they also have great podcasts. So make sure to log on their website and check that out. Laugh Factory, Boys Town, Chicago.